2013. I'm your host, David Tanner, and it is good to have you with us today on Main Menu, and we welcome you back here if you're a returning listener. If you're a new listener, welcome aboard. We are very pleased to have you with us here on Main Menu. Just a couple of show notes for you before we get into talking about what we're going to be doing today on Main Menu. You will note if you have been trying to get the last program that we did from last week, you may have noted that over the last few days it's not been possible to get to the archive of last week's program and that's because ACB Radio is in the midst of transition. You may have noticed that we have a new webpage up as of this week and we are transitioning over to the new webpage. Plus we are also getting ready and transferring over to a new server and temporarily we are on a temporary server that is a bit smaller and uh, we don't have all the archives moved over there yet uh so it will be i want you to know a few days probably a couple of days possibly before you'll be able to download a copy of the show that you're hearing here today on the stream here on mainstream here on acb radio but wanted to let you know that um we are aware of the problem and it will go away very soon and you are going to see uh, lots of new things on acbradio.org and a new totally new web page mainly what I wanted you to know is that if you're having a problem getting the archive of this show just wait a couple of days and try again and it will be there so let's go ahead and talk about what we're doing today on main menu we've got several things going on today on main menu we first have Mary Emerson from the main menu staff and Mary is going to be talking about a new digital TV radio. This is uh, a digital radio that plays all of the digital TV stations in your area, so you'll want to hear all about that. It sounds like a pretty neat radio. And then David Woodridge is going to come in, and he is going to demonstrate how to use the sync uh, feature, audio feature, in a 2012 Ford Focus with his iPhone and uh, a couple of other things to show you how neat it is and how it all works to get your audio going through the speakers on your Ford Focus 2012 and it's pretty neat. I think you're going to find that kind of interesting. And then yours truly comes along with a review of the VO Starter app for iDevices and we'll talk a little bit about why whether you have been a iDevice user for maybe several years or your brand new user. This is an app you very likely will want to have on your device or devices. And then David Woodridge from Vision Australia comes back and David is going to talk to us then and show us how to play Daisy books with Read Here Pro, the Daisy book player for Apple Mac. And that's our show for today. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you back again here on next week on Main Menu.
all of us here on the Main Menu team consider your thoughts, questions, suggestions, and any other feedback that you may have very important. To interact with us on the show, you can send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu at acbradio.org. If you would like to find past show archives and more information about Main Menu, you can visit our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. If you would like to interact with us on Twitter and see all the latest show news, you can follow us by visiting www.twitter.com slash mainmenu or by following at mainmenu. If you would like to receive show announcements in your inbox and interact with other Main Menu listeners, you can subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list by sending a blank email to mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. Anytime that you have any comments, questions, or suggestions that you would like us to hear, please get in touch with us. Musk says people could live on Mars as long as they are in a dome. The sounds you've just heard come from the digital TV radio manufactured by Ohm Electronics in San Jose, California. This is a digital TV that picks up channels 2 through 69 in the U.S., but it does not have a screen. On the other hand, it looks like a radio, an old-fashioned tabletop radio with a nice wooden case and parts of it are plastic especially in the front where the speaker is to the left and this plastic frame is to the right that contains all the controls and the headphone jack and the reason that this radio is unique is because there really hasn't been anything like it in the days of analog tv radios we had devices that you could turn on like a radio. They would pick up AM and FM, and they would also pick up VHF and UHF sound. There was even one that had Braille on it that was manufactured many years ago by RCA, and you could get channels 2 through, I believe it was 81. And these were fairly inexpensive, and you could use them all over the USA because the frequencies for the channels were the same. If you wanted Channel 2 in Chicago or Channel 2 in New York or Channel 2 in San Francisco, they would all be in the same place. Well, all this changed in 2009 when digital television came along. And people who had digital TVs figured out there were menus and all sorts of things that they couldn't use. And the menus didn't talk and we had problems. And people really got to missing their convenient TV radios and... Somebody mentioned that to Richard Ohm, and we have the DTR, or Digital TV Radio, which will let you listen to digital television. But because digital TV works differently than analog TV did in the simple days of the past, analog will no longer work, and you have to have a digital receiver to get television these days. You also need an antenna that will work in your area to pick up as many stations as possible. You can now listen to digital TV 
channels 2 through 69 in the US. This DTR has a keypad that will control everything that you need to do. There's no speech synthesis inside, but the menu buttons and the other buttons on the keypad will let you do anything that you would want to do or need to do. And it comes with an AC adapter. It's not battery operated, although you could buy a battery pack from Ohm Electronics. You don't get static as you would on an analog device. You either get clear reception, you get no reception. Sometimes if the reception is just marginal, you'll get broken up sound, but there's no static. It will not work with channels above 69, and it will not work if you plug it into your cable box because it does not receive any cable. One of the first things that you notice about it is a very, very nice wood exterior of the radio, and it has four little rubber feet on the bottom of it so that when you set it on a table or other surface that's fairly stable, it will not slip around. It has a pre-connected whip antenna on the top of it, and I disconnected it by unplugging it from the back of the radio. When you unplug it, the antenna cord stays connected to the device, but there's nothing connected to it. And the antenna is permanently built into the top surface of the radio. So if you need the antenna again, you won't lose it. I have connected a Radio Shack antenna to the place where the whip antenna would normally be connected. In fact, if you look at the back of the radio and you have the front facing you and you reach back, the antenna connection is at the top on the right, near the right edge, near the right corner. Just below it, there's the jack for the AC adapter, which is labeled in Braille. In fact, a lot of these surfaces are labeled in Braille. On the back, you kind of have to turn the TV around so that you can get to the Braille labels. But these are essentially the only things you're going to need right away. You do have the serial number on the back and also the model number in Braille. Below the AC adapter jack on the back are two connectors for external stereo connection to your stereo system. And these are standard RCA connectors and you can plug anything that uses a stereo RCA plug into these two jacks. They're kind of spaced apart so you have to be sure that your cable will allow for that. They're probably about an inch from each other. On the top and on the right and left sides of the device there isn't really much to speak of. On the front however we have on the left half a speaker which is a cloth covered area. To the right there's a big frame and inside of this frame are two sections. The left section contains the earphone jack. It's EXT period in Braille. On the right we have a keypad with 27 keys and there's a Braille chart that comes with the keypad so that you can figure out which keys are which and if you don't read Braille you can get the instruction manual in ASCII text format or you can get it in print or in Braille. Some of these keys are used and some of them are not and I'm going to refer to the chart to make sure that I don't confuse myself and confuse you at the same time. The top row of this keypad has on the right side the power 
and this turns the device on and off and on the left side there's a mute button and the user's guide describes which of these keys are used and which ones are not. Below this row on the left we have the menu and on the right we have exit. Below this we have in the middle the up down right and left circle with the enter key and the enter key is a circle in the middle of these and these other keys are shaped for example the up key has an up arrow sort of look to it the right points right the left points left and the down arrow points down below these on the left side we have the info key and on the right we have the signal key and the signal is a way to find out what kind of signal you're getting from your station if the signal gives you a low tone it means you're not getting much of a signal if there's a high tone it indicates that the signals really good and to turn off the signal you need to push the exit key that's what that's used for down below the info key we have the volume up and below the signal key we have the channel up below the volume up we have the volume down and below the channel up we have the channel down and then we have the numpad which is just like a regular phone pad it has one two three going across the first three and down at the bottom we have what is labeled CC zero is to the right of it and dash is to the right of zero one thing that I find very easy is to go by column rather than by row for example above the three you had the channel down above that you had the channel up and above that you had the signal and once you're done figuring out how the signal is coming in if it's good or not so good you go up past the circle you find the exit key right above that above exit you have the power key and then going down the left side you start out from the top with the mute key menu and then you have the circle with the left key on the left below that you have info below that is volume up below that is volume down and then you have one four seven and cc this keypad is much easier to use than it would look like because you think oh no twenty seven keys it turns out that they're very easy to learn if you use this method and at this point I started talking about the setup and the antennas this took a bit of setting up because as I said I had to plug in the Radio Shack antenna and I was a little afraid of unplugging the whip antenna because I wasn't sure if I would do it right but it turned out it was very easy you just unscrew it a bit and then you pull it out and if you get an antenna that has a pin in the center of it make sure that the pin goes into the center hole when you plug the antenna into the radio because if you don't you might damage the radio, damage the pin, damage the connection. To try to make things a little clearer, the radio comes with the whip antenna attached and connected and this will work fine if you want to receive stations that are closer to you such as oh, 15 20 miles but in my situation I need a much stronger antenna that will get better reception because a lot of the stations I want are in San Francisco and that has to be at least 60 to 75 miles away from here. This antenna, as a matter of fact, has a switch on it where you can turn it on and then adjust the reception strength. I'm not quite sure what this switch does. It's almost like having an on and off with a volume 
adjustment right after you turn it on, like an old radio. And it certainly helped me to pick up San Francisco. The antenna has a loop, and it also has a couple extensions that you have to pull up and make sure that they are as extended as you can get them. And I also have them spread out to the right and to the left. And I've got the antenna sitting right in front of the window. So I wanted to be sure to get the best reception that I could, and I certainly did. You need to do a channel search when you first get your radio. What happens with the channel search is it searches for channels that are in your part of the state, in your part of the country. Digital TV is different. With analog TV that we all are used to, you could tune into channel 4, channel 7, channel 12, whatever, and it would always find it because in every part of the U.S. that channel was at a proper frequency. However, with digital TV it doesn't work that way. Channels can be spread all over the place. You can have channel 2 in Austin, Texas, and you can have channel 2 in San Francisco, and they're located in totally different frequencies. So your radio has to do a scan to find all the local channels that you can pick up. And this is also true if you change antennas. So if you get a Radio Shack antenna, for example, you still have to do a channel search. It only takes a couple of minutes, I would say probably two and a half to three minutes. And to initiate it, you press Menu, followed by 511. And you don't press enter and then you wait for about three minutes. The way that you'll be able to tell when it's done is if you push the enter key, it will find the lowest channel that it found and it will start to play it for you. This is really important because otherwise if you turn on your radio, you're going to hear nothing or a popping speaker and you won't know what's going on and you'll say, this thing's broken, i got to send it back. No, it's a channel search that you need to do. There's also a way that you can get alternate channels. For example, if a channel is offering video description, you can pick that up. If they're offering other alternate channels on that particular channel, then you can pick that up. I haven't done that yet, but it is a feature. So if you get descriptive video for some TV shows, you can actually get it with this radio. Can you run this on battery? Yes, there's a separate battery pack. It doesn't come with the radio, but you can purchase it from Ohm Electronics. Yes, this radio does have a warranty. Two years, limited parts and labor, and the details are in the back of the user's manual. Now I'm going to talk about the antenna that I purchased from Radio Shack. You can actually get it online if you don't happen to have a Radio Shack near you. It's an amplified indoor antenna, catalog number 15-254. When I ordered it back around the middle of August, I found that it was number 15-256. The size of the radio itself, it's about a foot wide, which is about a third of a meter for those of you doing metric. 8 inches high and about 9 inches deep, weighs about 3 or 4 pounds. It's a great device. It is just delightful to find out what's on TV these days. Any movement of the antenna or even of the TV could get the reception off just a little bit. And with digital devices, reception is a challenge. Anything could interfere with it.
and you either have it or you don't. There's no static at all as you got with analog television. With digital devices, you either get the reception or you don't. So you have to be a little careful. Put the antenna where it's not going to be bumped or moved or anything like that. This is made primarily for U.S. residents. I don't know if he shipped anything to Canada or not. He might have. If you want to get in touch with Richard Ohm and his company, you can write to O-E-H-M-E-L-E-C at Comcast, C-O-M-C-A-S-T dot net. And they currently don't have a website. Their phone number is area code 408-971-6250. And you can call Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m., to 8 p.m., and that's Pacific time, or we are in daylight savings time. One final thing I wanted to mention is I suppose some people will want to know if it picks up AM and FM or shortwave. No, it does not. It's just for television, and it does not pick up cable or any of that, just channels 2 through 16. Thank you for listening. For Main Menu, this is Mary Emerson. Hi, and welcome to this Ford Sync demonstration. And before I get started, I'll just let you know that when I bought the Ford Focus 2012, I bought it because of the Sync, not really because it was a car. So I got to choose the technology, and my wife got to choose the type of Ford Focus that we purchased, which was the sedan automatic. So I'm currently standing at the front of my house. The car's in the carport. So let's go up to the car. And let me unlock it. And I've got the remote in my hand. And the top button on the remote actually unlocks the car. So let's unlock it. There we go. And open the driver's door. Open the car. Close it up. Okay, so we're in the car. Let me just flick out the key on the key ring, of course, by pressing that top raised button to flick out the key, like a flick switch blade. And stick the key in the ignition. And I'll turn it one turn, and that'll turn the car on so I can use sync. To orientate you to where the flick lever is for sync, if you look on your steering wheel, you'll notice you've got a spoke on the left and right hand sides of the steering wheel. So behind the left hand spoke is the long lever that you flick and release. So you flick towards you and then release to activate sync. So if I just press it once. Sync, please say command. Help. Sync help. For a media device, say user device, USB, iPod, iPod, or Bluetooth audio. For settings, say phone or voice settings. For more information, see your user's manual. Please say a command. Cancel. Okay, so as you heard me say, we can say help to get helpful information out of ActiveSync. And that help is context sensitive, so it doesn't really matter what menu you go into. You can always say help for further information. So at the moment, inside the glove box on the right hand side, I've currently got a 
talking book machine plugged in and a USB key. So if I'd like to listen to the book on my talking book machine in this case, I'm just going to ask Sync to put itself into line in mode. So I'm going to hold and release the Sync lever. Sync, please say command. Line in. Line in, please say command. Cancel. Okay, I'm just going to press the play button. Was veiled in it. The faint gleam of gold on savage eye and forked tongue. Okay, and that's coming through the line in. So the 3.5mm headphone jack that I've actually got plugged in via 3.5mm audio cable that's going from the port in the glove box. My talking book player is just sitting on the passenger seat with that cable plugged into its own headphone jack. So I'm just going to press play slash stop and I'll stop the talking book from playing. Okay, so let me see what's on the USB stick that I've got plugged into the USB port also in the glove box. So I'm going to flick the sync lever again. Line in, please say command. USB. USB, please say command. Play all. Play all. Now what Sync is currently doing is looking at all the music that I've got on my USB key and sometimes I find it can take up to about 30 seconds before the music starts playing. So while it's doing that, I'm just going to tell you about another set of controls on the steering wheel and this is at the front of the steering wheel in that left hand spoke and behind that I said was the flick control for Sync. In front of that are controls to do volume up and volume down the top and bottom of the levers in the middle of those levers and it's all sort of one control the left hand one is previous track and the right hand one is next track so we'll just wait for the music to start playing and of course I can also control the music via my voice okay so that's that playing now from the USB stick and what I'm going to do is just pause it for the moment USB, please say command. Pause. Pause. I'm actually just going to ask it to shuffle. I'm going to turn shuffle on. So flick the switch. USB, please say command. Shuffle on. Shuffle on. USB, please say command. Next track. Next track. Okay, so now playing the next track. Click the switch. USB, please say a command. Pause. Pause. Okay, so that's enough playing with the line in and the USB ports at the moment. I'm now going to show you what you can do with your phone. So first of all, let's turn the Bluetooth on in the car because I've currently got it turned off. Press the sync lever again. USB, please say a command. Sync. Sync, please say a command. Connections. Connections, please say a command. Bluetooth on. Bluetooth is now on. Okay, so Bluetooth's now on. So if I come back to my phone, in this case it's my iPhone, I can actually use Siri through the speakers connected via Bluetooth in the Focus 
2012. Okay, so I'm just going to ask you what the time is. Hold down the home button. What time is it? The time in Gosford is 1.27pm. Let's see if we can read any messages that I've currently got on my phone via Siri as well. So hold down the home button again. Read new messages. You have a message from voicemail. Call 101, you have four new voice message. Yes. You can reply or read it again. Can I just let Siri just time out then? And one final thing I like to do with Siri is this. Testing. Is this thing on? <laughs> okay, I quite like doing that. So one final thing I want to share on the iPhone is the fact that if you associate VoiceOver, which is a built-in screen reader on the iPhone with the triple-click function of the Home button, and where you can turn that on is in Settings, General Accessibility, triple-click Home down the bottom and tick on VoiceOver. If you want to listen to an iBook read out to you, as in the iBook store, basically what you would do, you would bring up the iBooks app on the phone, have the book on the screen, press your home button three times, so triple click to turn voiceover on, touch the middle of the screen to put the screen reader in focus on the page, and do a two finger flick down, and hey presto, you have got your book reading to you electronically. I'm just going to press the home button once to come out of Siri. I need to put sync into Bluetooth audio now so we can get the proper speech out of VoiceOver. So I'll do that now. Click the switch. USB, please say a command. Bluetooth audio. Bluetooth audio, please say a command. Cancel. Okay, so let's turn VoiceOver on by triple click home now that I've got sync in Bluetooth audio. So pressing the home button three times. One, two, three. VoiceOver on. I've already got iBooks app launched on my iPhone. I'm going to touch the middle of the screen. Door. And sat in a chair before the judges. Okay, and then I'm going to do a two-finger swipe down, and this will continuously read the book. And at any time you want to start and stop, just a two-finger touch on the screen, pauses the speech, and a two-finger touch again starts it reading again. So I'll do that now. Two-finger swipe down to start it reading. And sat in a chair before the judges' desk. Without preamble... Nasha reached into her pack, pulled out 60 cardio figurines, and placed them on the desk. Each of these is unique, she said proudly. The judge's eyes widened in appreciation as he picked one up and examined it. And I'm going to For pause it minutes, with a two-finger touch. Okay, so I paused it, and two-finger touch again, we'll start it reading again. Alan, as the judge examined each figurine closely, finally, he smiled and sat down. I don't suppose these would sell for the same 500 gold as the okay, others. Okay, and tiffing a touch again stops it. Or, of course, you can always turn off voiceover by pressing that home button again three times. So I'll do that now. One, two, three. Voiceover off. Okay, and voiceover is now off. And, of course, while you're in Bluetooth mode, you can play your audio podcast, you can play audio books, you can play music, so on and so on. So the final thing I want to show you, answering and hanging up a phone call. So I'll do that now. And I just happen to have our home phone, portable phone, in my hand. Of course, when you pair your phone with Ford Sync, your address book gets downloaded to Sync itself, so it knows what context you're calling. 
you can also just call a straight phone number but also saying the digits if you wish as well. So let's do that now. Flick the sync switch. Bluetooth audio, please say a command. Phone. Phone, please say a command. Dial. Number please. 432989. 43289. Four, three, two, okay, let's read the number nine, back to me. 89. Call. Dialing. Okay, it's dialing. So my home phone should start ringing very soon. Answer the phone. Oh, I think I'm talking through my phone. So remember, I said in between the spoke at the front, we've got the previous and next. Well, that previous and next now on a phone call has changed to hang up and answer. Okay, and I've just hung up the phone call. Okay, so I'm now actually going to dial my phone from my landline, and of course, I'll be calling my iPhone that's connected via Bluetooth to sync. So I'm just going to type it in now on my phone. Okay, and dial. Okay, it's set on my phone. It's now ringing through the speakers. I press the middle. I've now answered the call. Okay, and that completes this demonstration of using sync with your car. I forgot to tell you at the beginning that I actually can't drive this car because I'm a person who is totally blind. But I thought if my wife can have fun driving, I can have fun playing with all the different technology options in the car. So thanks for listening on this particular journey with me. Hope you've enjoyed the demonstration. And I guess it's about time for me to get out of this car and go back inside and do something else. So with that, let me just take the keys out of the ignition. And let's open the door. Car. Close the door. Well, let's lock the car by pressing the middle button on the remote. The car's locked, and I'll see you around time. Sorry for the pun. Have a nice day. Today I'm going to take a look with you at a fairly new app in the App Store and it is a very nice little app to help you practice your voiceover commands on an iPhone, an iTouch, or an iPad. Uh, today I'm using an iTouch 5 but this will work on anything from an iPhone 3 or an iTouch 3 or an iPad all the way up to the current models, the iTouch 5, the iPad 4, whatever. And so this app, I think, is one that actually probably just about everybody that uses an iDevice would be nice to have on their device just for a little extra practice. And just because sometimes we don't always remember everything and it's a little difficult to remember all the different things. And sometimes you get into something that you're not used to or haven't been using a lot of or maybe not using at all then 
you find yourself going, hmm, now how do I do that? So this little app called VO Starter can help you, you know, number one, it can help you learn the various voiceover commands and it can help you practice those commands and become more proficient with them and it also has a table of contents slash menu where if there's some particular thing you want to study on you can actually just go down the menu and find the one you want and tap on it and go right to the review of that particular thing that you wanted to learn about so uh, the name of the app is VO Starter, and let me spell this out and tell you exactly how it's spelled because you'll need to spell it this way in order to find it in the App Store. So it is a capital V, small letter O, space, capital S, and then small T-A-R-T-E-R. So capital V on the VO, capital S on Starter, and remember to put a space between the O and the S. All right, let's go ahead now and get started here. iTunes, VO Starter. Right. Double tap to open. Here we go. VO Starter, VO Starter. Double tap begin to start. All right, so we got VO Starter going here, and it says the name of the program, and uh, voiceover does, and it says press begin, tap on the begin button to start. Now, this is the one thing you have to know if you're new at this, is you're going to have to swipe around the screen a little bit to find that begin button. So I'm going to start near the top when I start looking for the begin button, but I want you to see exactly what all is on this first screen so that if you're not a beginner, you can see that you don't have to start from ground up you can go right to where you want to go so i'm gonna i'm gonna have it voice over read the entire screen double tap begin to start about button vo starter heading begin button menu heading buttons learn how to activate buttons in ios alerts learn how to interact with alerts text fields learn how to type in ios text views play around with an ios text box table views master the ios table view tab view learn how to navigate through a tab view switches learn how to use switches in ios sliders learn how to use the slider control in ios peekers learn how to pick data from an ios picker web views learn how to navigate an in-app web view action views learn how to work with action sheets vo tips learn a few useful voice over tips resources some useful ios resources all right, so that's the entire beginning screen. And so as you can see, if you're looking for a particular topic, you can actually go down and find the topic you're looking for and just double tap on the one you want and it'll bring up the lesson that you're looking for. If you are new, you can start with the begin. And so let's go up about to the top. Button. And I found the about button, which is close to the top. And I'm going to start flicking or sliding my finger to the right until I get to the begin button and then I'll double tap on that. VO starter heading begin button. There's the button. Welcome. Tap the middle of the screen to get started. Okay and again it's voiceover is just reading us the top portion of the screen. There are some other things below that and I'm gonna let you hear what the whole screen says. Tap the middle of the screen to get started. VO Starter. Back button. Welcome. Heading. Next. Button. Welcome to VO Starter. This app will help you learn voice over on your iOS device. While reading instructions, you may need to flick right with one finger to get to the next object. 
This will also help you find the button to get to the next screen. Flicking right will go to the next object, while flicking left will bring you to the previous object. Find the next button to go to the next screen and double tap. Menu, button. Alright, and so I'm gonna flick to the left here. Welcome, heading, VO starter, back button. Tap the middle of the screen to get started. Alright, and I got up to the top of the screen because I was too high. So I'm going to flick to the right to go back down. VO starter, welcome, heading, next, button. There's my next button and I'm going to double tap. Buttons, welcome, back button. And let's see what it has to say here. Welcome, back button, buttons, heading. Buttons will be found in every iOS application. It is very easy to use a button if you are a voiceover user. Simply double tap on the button to activate it. Flick right until you find the next button and double tap. Voice over tip, split tapping is another way to double tap. With one finger, find the button, and then tap anywhere else on the screen with another finger. Menu, button, next, button. Okay, and so Menu, let's... button. We're gonna have to find the next button, so let's see if we can find that. Next, button. And there's the next button, and I'm going to double tap, tap my finger twice on the screen. Buttons, previous, back button. And let's read the screen here. Previous, back button, buttons, heading, next, button. Congratulations, you have mastered the use of buttons in iOS. It turns out that you used your first button to get past the welcome screen. Navigation bars have buttons as well to help users get around apps. Find the next button to move on to the alerts practice. Menu, button. Alright, let's swipe to the left because we're probably at the bottom. Let's swipe to the left. Congratulations, next, button. And there's the next button. Alerts, buttons, back button. Alright. Buttons, back button, alerts, heading, next, dimmed, button. Alerts are quite common in iOS. Every time your phone tells you that you are low on power, you receive an alert. Alerts can have one or more buttons. For this example, find the done button to close the alert window. Flick right to find the show alert button and double tap it to bring up the practice. Menu, button, show alert, button. All right, our show alert button is obviously right at the bottom of the screen, so I'm going to go down there and find it. Show alert, button. There it is. I'm going to tap my finger twice on the screen. Alert, alert. This is a standard alert. Press the done button to continue and find the next button to move on. All right. This is a standard alert. Done button. There it is. Alerts. Show alert button. And we already did that. So now I'm going to go find the next. I'm going to swipe to the left because I believe the next is up closer to the top of the screen. Menu. Alerts are quite Next button. And there it is. Text fields. Alerts. Back button. Alerts, back button, text fields, heading, next, button. Just like a computer, iOS also has text fields. Double tapping a text field like you do a button will make a keyboard slide out from the bottom of your screen. This keyboard will have letters on one screen and numbers and punctuation if you find the more button. On the next screen, try typing in the text field. Menu, button. All right, I'm going to go find my next button so I can get to the next screen. Just like a computer, next, button. There it is. Text fields. Text fields. Back button. And remember, I'm just swiping down, straight down from the top down to the bottom of the screen with two fingers next to each other. Text fields. Back button. Text fields. Heading. Next. Dimmed. Button. Double tap the text field and type the text below. ABC 123. Double tap the key on the keyboard that you wish to type. Use the symbols button to find the exclamation mark. Once you are done, find the check button to check your text and to enable the next button at the top to move on. Type ABC 123 here. Text field. Check. Button. Menu. Button. All right. So as I say, to read the screen, I took two fingers together. 
I'll put them close to the top of the screen and just swipe right straight down the screen uh, rather quickly and the voiceover read the whole screen to me. Now I gotta go find that text box uh, that I wanted to type in and let's do that. Check button. Type ABC123 here. Text field. Double tap to edit. Okay, so there's my text field. And I'm going to double tap on that. Text field is editing. Type ABC123 here. And now I can type there. And there is now a keyboard down here near the bottom of the screen. E-R-T-O-S-A. And Alpha. I'm running my fingers across it, and there's the A. I have touch typing turned on on my device, so when I lift my finger off of the A, it's going to say A. All right, Alpha. So say A. A. And I'm going to go find B. C. V. B. B. N. And now I'm going to go find C. C. Now, what you didn't hear, and you need to know this, is on this drill, you actually have A, B, C, then you have a space space there it is i just put that in and then we got to change to numbers so i got to go over here to the left and go below the letters and a. shift more numbers and there it says number more numbers not lift my finger more letters and now i go from letters to numbers one and i got a one one two 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 three 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 okay now i've got to come over here to the three. right done and there's my done button and I can take my finger off of it and now double tap. Alert. Correct. You were successfully able to enter the text in the text field. Now, double tap the next button at the top. All right, so let's go find the next button. Correct. You were success done. Button. So, a little tricky here. They tell you to find the next button, but you've got to double tap that done button again and get rid text of fields. that before you can find the next Text fields. Next button. And there is the next. Text boxes. Text fields. Back button. All right. We're not going to go through the whole tutorial. I just wanted to give you an idea how this works. Be sure you listen carefully to the directions. Remember that there are some places where there may be spaces and it doesn't say space. For example, on where we did the text entry there and we had ABC space one, two, three. So um, be careful on those on the screen where it said correct uh, and it wanted you to go to tap on the next button. You needed to tap on the done button first. So if something's not working quite right, kind of look at the screen, read through it a couple of times, and make sure you're understanding exactly what you do. It's a, this is a great little app. Uh, it's still a pretty new app, and so there are a couple of little things that could maybe change and maybe be a bit better, but it's certainly an excellent way to practice voiceover and learn a lot more of the commands that you may not know. Again, it's VO Starter, capital V, small O, space, capital S, small T-A-R-T-E-R, -E and it is 99 cents in the App Store. The following presentation is brought to you on Main Menu, courtesy of David Woodbridge and Vision Australia. To find out more about Vision Australia, visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this demonstration of using the Read Here Pro 
Daisy application to read Daisy books on your Macintosh, on your Mac, of course, using VoiceOver. So let me first of all say that I've currently got my MacBook Pro turned on, VoiceOver's running, and as usual, let me start from a known spot on my Mac by doing Shift VOD, which is a VoiceOver command, of course the VO keys being the control and option keys held down together to go to my desktop. So that's Shift VOD or Shift Control Option D to go to my desktop, and I'll do that now. Desktop, Dropbox alias, selected alias. Now I've previously downloaded and installed the Read Here Pro application. The trial runs for 30 days and you can download the install package from GHLLC and their web address is www.ghbraille.com and once you download and install the Read Here Pro application. You can choose to use the demo for 30 days, so the trial. You can also register it, so then it becomes a commercial copy that you need to pay for. And of course, then you can have the joy of listening to both Daisy Audio or Daisy Text books on your Mac. Okay, so to get to the Read Here Pro application, I need to get to my Applications folder. So I'm going to do that with Shift Command A. Applications, now in Applications window, List View Table. Okay, now because I know that the application is called Read Here Pro, I'm just going to type in Read for it, Read Here Pro app application. One sentence. I'll jump straight down to it in my List View Table. And of course, I did my List View Table by pressing Command 2 in Finder to put it in List View for myself. If I didn't want to just type in the name of the application because I wasn't quite sure how to spell it, I could actually interact with the table with Shift VO down arrow or Shift Control Option down arrow. Then I could do VO down arrow Control Option down arrow to get down through the list to Read Here Pro, and then do now as I'm going to do Command O. Open. open Read Here Pro now in Library window table row one of nine title The Inner Planets opened five. Okay, so I've landed on my library table, and. By default, you always get a book when you install Read Here Pro, which is called The Inner Planets. Now, most of the DAISY books that I access are from the iAccess Online Vision Australia service that you need to be a member of to access their books. And I happen to know that by default, the Read Here Pro application doesn't actually look in my Downloads folder stroke Vision Australia Downloads folder to see what DAISY books I've got. So I'm actually going to add in my Vision Australia Downloads folder to Read Here Pro so I can have it automatically checked from new DAISY books. So I'm going to bring up my Preferences with Command Comma. Preferences, now in Library, Window, Add Books to Library when opened, Check Checkbox. Okay, Add Books to Library when opened, that's exactly what I want to do. Now if I do VO, Right Arrow, Control Option, Right Arrow. Scan Folders for Books, Check Checkbox. Okay, scan Folder for Books, so indeed I do. Table, No Selection. That's my table of my currently selected by default directories that it scans, basically one's documents and one's shared, so I still want to add one. So VO, right arrow, control option, right arrow. Add folder to scan list button. Okay, add folder to scan list, so VO spacebar, control option, spacebar. Choose directories, list view, table. So I'm going to force it to look in my downloads folder at the moment, so I'm going to do option, command, L. List 26 rows added, row 24 expanded. 
Okay, and now I'm going to interact with that table at the moment with Shift VO down arrow, Shift Control Option down arrow. Interact with List View Table. Okay, so I'm going to get down to my Vision Australia Downloads file. So I'm going to do VO down arrow, Control Option down arrow. About accessible. Audio display let display 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 Dropbox one point Google group I dash X install underline Mac software folder Mac tubes under new on PDF Aliaria dot skim one super duper vision Australia downloads folder collapsed. Okay, that's the one I want to use. And of course the default button is open, so I'm just gonna press my enter key. Now in library window, add folder to scan list button. Okay, so now if I do VR left arrow contraption left arrow. Table, no selection. Let's have a look at my table of my chosen directories to scan automatically now. So to get into the table, of course, it's shift VO down, shift contraption down arrow. Interact with table, row one of three, slash users, slash david nine, slash documents, edit text. Okay, that's in documents, so that's the default one. Slash users, slash shared. That's a default one again it's a shared and one more slash users slash dav nine slash downloads slash vision australia downloads okay that's my vision australia downloads folder which is great so i'm going to close preferences now with command w close now in library window table row one of ten title the inner planets opened five okay and if you're paying attention to the recording it now says ten books rather than nine so let me interact with that table now with shift vo Denner, shift control option Denner. Interact with table, row 1 of 10, selected. Title, The Inner Planets. Okay, and let's see if we can get down to the book that I know was in my Vision Australia Downloads folder, of course, again, which was the host by Stephanie Meyer. So, VO Denner, control option Denner. Title, The Diamond Throne. Range here, quick tutorial. Blank. Range here, quick tutorial. Okay, sometimes it finds it twice because I've got Daisy books in different spots, i.e., shared documents and so on. Thomas the Tank Engine. Thomas Tank Engine. Immortal Blood. Immortal Blood. The Armies of Daylight. Sydney Morning Herald. The Host. So there it is. There's the host. Let's press the Enter key. Now in the host window, HTML content. And that's now ready to rock and roll. So if I just press the space bar. The Host by Stephanie Meyer. Narrated by Annie Maynard. You can start listening. HTML content. This is a Daisy recording produced by the... Space bar again. Now, I'm just going to show you how to change your navigation level because you can actually use the keyboard to quickly jump to different sections using your daisy navigation. So if I do VO left arrow, control option left arrow. Toolbar. There's our toolbar. Let's interact with the toolbar with shift VO down arrow, shift control option down arrow. Interact with toolbar. 18 items. Previous button. Previous button. Okay, there's a previous button which we don't really have to use. Play button. The play button. Repeat button. Repeat button. And again, I'm just using VO right arrow, contraption right arrow to go through these options in the toolbar. Next button. Sentence. Navigation. Pop-up button. Okay, that's our navigation pop-up button. So it's currently set to sentence. Unless you can change it to header. So do VO spacebar, contraption, spacebar. Menu four items. Check mark. Sentence. Okay, let's do VO up arrow, contraption, up arrow. Page. That's page. Heading. Heading. That's all we want. So VO spacebar, contraption, spacebar. Closing menu. Heading. Navigation. Pop-up button. Okay, let's be nice and tidy and just uninterrupt with the toolbar for the moment. We've shift VO up arrow, contraption, up arrow. Stop interacting with toolbar. And VO right arrow. HTML content. Back to the HTML element, which is what we're currently sitting on before. I'll just let you know that to change now to or navigate by heading, it's command and right or left arrow. So command right arrow moves forward, 
or next command right arrow moves back or previous. And of course, if I had left it on sentence, that command left or right arrow would have moved us sentence by sentence, or page by page, or in our case, heading by heading now. So VO right arrow, control option right arrow. Headings, selected tab, one of four. Now these tabs change a layout table that if I did VO right arrow a few times I could get to, which contains the elements for the headers and so on. So if I press spacebar now. Information and library service commencing okay, on the 1st of October 2000. Next. About this Daisy That's book. The next section. Next. The contents right are right as follows. Previous. About this Daisy book. So, command right arrow. Next. The contents are as follows. Command right arrow. Cover next. notes. Going through section by section. Next. About the author. Dedication. Next. Poem. Next. Prologue. Next. Chapter 1. Remembered. I knew it would begin with the end, and the end would look like okay, death to these eyes. I had been warned. Press the space bar to stop reading the book. And if you want to get back to your library, what it's basically done is it's opened up a window. So we could switch to the other window, or we could just do Command W to close this current book window. Close. Now in library window. The host. Text. Okay, so we're back to the table, and we're currently still interacting with that table. So if I do VO upper construction upper Sydney Morning Herald, Friday 1 7 August 2012, first edition. Okay, that's the Sydney Morning Herald that I downloaded last week. I could press enter and access a, another book, including my newspapers, the Sydney Morning Herald in that case. So let me just close down Read Here Pro. Finder, Applications window. Close the Applications window with Command W. Close window, now in desktop. And we're back to my desktop. So that concludes this demonstration of reading DAISY audio books on your Mac using Read Here Pro. Of course, you can definitely use Read Here Pro not only to read DAISY audio, but DAISY text books as well. And of course, the DAISY text books, for example, that we could use here in Australia as of this recording would be access to the Bookshare system or the newspapers, etc., from the iAccess Online Vision Australia service. If you've got any other questions about Apple accessibility, please contact the Adaptive Technology Help Desk at Vision Australia on 1300 847 466. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia Blindness and Low Vision Services. On behalf of the entire Main Menu staff, I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Main Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.